Hello, and welcome back to our Transformation by Truth podcast feature week. Seven days dedicated to sharing the foundation of our transformation process. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'm the founder of Pinnacle of Holiness Ministries and the chief officer of this podcast. And I'm excited for those of you who have persisted to the midpoint of this pivotal feature week. No doubt we have covered a great deal of truth in the past three days. And we have even more to share from now, beginning with today's lesson. Now, if you're ready, we're going to continue with the deep dive we started with the most recent podcast. Let's get started. Now, first of all, I want to remind everyone that this podcast has been created by the good people of Pinnacle of Holiness Ministries, a ministry dedicated to revealing the legendary path known as the way of holiness. Now, Isaiah 35, 8 reveals, and the highest shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. And as you will see in today's lesson, this legendary path is the only path where you will find dominion, authority, and power. And seeing as the children of Elohim have been called to operate in these crucial facets of his will, we have another piece of evidence proving there is no salvation outside the way of holiness. Thus we stay. Now, without further ado, I want to commence our feature presentation, an intro to Pinnacle of Holiness Ministries and our Transmission by Truth podcast, Day 4. Now, the title of today's podcast is A Deep Dive into Our Beliefs, Part 2. So we'll continue with the theme we began on Day 3. Now, the objectives are the seven pillars of our beliefs, growth, mastery, and purpose. So we'll, we'll briefly touch upon the growth pillars, which we discussed in day three, and then do the deep dive into the mastery and purpose pillars. So let's start by recapping the seven pillars of our beliefs and what those are to our ministry. Now, our beliefs are founded upon seven pillars. These seven pillars are the seven primary expressions of the Father's will. And they're also the greatest pieces of evidence we can offer as his children. And they are also the tools we have used to build this ministry. Now, these seven pillars are effectual prayer, effectual fasting, focus, dominion, authority, power, and dedication. We'll start by discussing the pillar of dominion. Now, Genesis 1.27 reads, And Elohim created the man in his image. In the image of Elohim, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And Elohim blessed them, and Elohim said to them, Be fruitful and increase, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over all creeping creatures on the earth. Now, it was always the Father's will for man to have dominion in the earth. And even though we, as a race of man, have lost dominion as a result of one man's disobedience, we are able to reclaim it due to one man's righteousness. Romans 5, 18-19 reads, So then, as through one trespass, there resulted condemnation to all men, so also through one righteous act, there resulted righteous declaring of life to all men. 
For as through the disobedience of one man, many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one, many shall be made righteous. Now, the only way we can reclaim dominion in the earth is through obedience. That is, obeying the Father's command for us to be conformed to the spiritual image and likeness of his only brought forth son. For he possesses all dominion and authority and power. Now, Psalms 8, 4 through 6 is revealing, what is man that you remember him? And the son of Adam that you visit him. Yet you have made him a little less than Elohim and have crowned him with esteem and splendor. You made him rule over the works of your hands. You have put all under his feet. Ephesians 1, 17 is revealing. For this reason, I too, having heard of your belief in the master Yahushua and your love for all of the apart ones, do not cease giving thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the Elohim of our master Yahushua Messiah the father of esteem will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened so that you know what is the expectation of his calling and what are the riches of the esteem of his inheritance in the set apart ones. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who are believing according to the working of his mighty strength which he wrought in the Messiah when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenlies, far above all principality and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all under his feet and gave him to be head over all, to the assembly, which is his body, the completeness of him who fills all in all. Now, Ephesians 2, 4 through 5 is revealing, but Elohim, who was rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Messiah. By favor, you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenlies and Messiah Yahushua, in order to show in the coming ages the exceeding riches of his favor and kindness toward us and Messiah Yahushua. Now, it's impossible to be seated together in the heavenlies and Yahushua Messiah, the one who possesses all dominion and at the same time possess no dominion yourself. Now, let's define dominion. Dominion is ascendant sovereignty validated by one's ability to rule without legitimate dispute. It's a spiritual jurisdiction assigned to one who is operating at the highest levels of authority, power, effectual prayer, effectual fasting, focus, and dedication to the Father's will. Now, the primary reason why most men and women have no dominion is because their prayers and fasting are ineffectual, they're not spiritually focused or dedicated, and they have no reckonable authority or power. This speaks to the fact that dominion is the focal pillar of our beliefs as well as the Father's will. For all our measures of spiritual increase and volume work towards one central goal, 
to obtain the dominion required to manifest the will of Elohim on earth as it is in heaven. Now, as you can see by this picture, all the other six pillars point to dominion. In this regard, all progressive roads lead to dominion. Now, here's my personal guarantee. If you follow our teaching and training, you will soon be operating at a transcendent level of dominion, being seated in the heavenlies with Yahushua Messiah and with us. You will have dominion over sickness and diseases, finances, relationships, every weapon formed against you, and all things in heaven and all things on the earth. Let's now move to discuss authority. Now, authority is a highlight of the process in which we acquire dominion. Ergo, it's impossible to possess dominion if you have no authority, specifically as it pertains to the forces of darkness which pilfered man's dominion in the leading days of this age. Now, here's a question. How do you acquire the authority required to gain access to the dominion within the kingdom of heaven? The answer, you must consistently increase your levels of righteousness by walking in obedient faith to the Father's will, following the steps of our master. Now, Proverbs 29.2 is revealing when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wrong one rules, the people sigh. Now, the Hebrew word for authority is to increase. Thus, authority is acquired by spiritual increase. For spiritual increase translates into greater spiritual volume, which results in dominion. Now, by definition, authority is the ability one possesses to fulfill their desires and to enforce rules to influence others to comply with their commands in accordance with the sovereign jurisdiction they have obtained due to a formidable accumulation of power. Now, without controversy, Yahushua Messiah is the most powerful man to ever walk this earth, which is why he was able to act and speak with terrific measures of authority. And every man and woman following his example will operate with similar levels of authority and power. Matthew 7, 24-25 is revealing, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them shall be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain came down, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them shall be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain came down, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and they beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. And it came to be when Yahushua had ended these words that the people were astonished at his teaching. For he was teaching them as one possessing authority and not as the scribes. Now, the leaders of the conglomerate church, like the scribes, have no authority, and their teachings are often as frail as their spiritual lives. This is why the Father is raising up men and women 
to have authority and to build ministries like the ministries of Yahushua Messiah and his leading disciples. Now, Mark 1, 23-24 is revealing, and there was a man in the congregation with an unclean spirit, and he cried out saying, Ha! What have we to do with you, Yahushua of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the setup part one of Elohim. And Yahushua rebuked him saying, be silenced and come out of him. And throwing him into convulsions, the unclean spirit called out with a loud voice and came out of him. And they are all so amazed as to reason among themselves saying, what is this? A fresh teaching with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And news about him immediately spread into all the country around Galil. Now, of all the manifestations of spiritual and physical increase associated with authority, the most prominent, substantive, dynamic, and essential increase is in power. Ergo, where there is no power, there can be no authority. Acts 19, 11 through 12 reads, and Elohim worked unusual miracles through the hands of Shaul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick. And the diseases left them, and the wicked spirits went out of them. But certain roving Yehudi exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the master Yahushua, over those who had wicked spirits, saying, We exercise you by Yahushua, whom Shaul proclaims. And there were seven sons of a certain Skiwa, a Yehudi chief priest, who were doing this. And the wicked spirit answering said, Yahushua, I know, and Shaul, I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the wicked spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this became known to all, both Yehudim and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus. And fear fell on them all, and the name of the master Yahushua was made great. Now, the reason the church circuit is filled with sickness and suffering is because their leaders like the seven sons of Skewa, do not have the authority to command the agents of darkness afflicting them. Thus, their prayers and fasting are ineffectual, for they have not accumulated the power required to operate with authority. As you can see the graphic here, power leads to authority, authority leads to dominion. And the graphic here shows you that power is not just the source of authority and dominion, it is also the foundation of effectual prayer, fasting, and focus. That being said, let's move on now to discuss power. Now, John 1, 9 through 11 is revealing. He was the true light, which enlightens every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become children of Elohim, 
to those believing in his name who were born not of blood, nor of the desire of flesh, nor the desire of man, but of Elohim. Now only those believing in the name of Yahushua Messiah have power, for it is Messiah who gives the power and salvation is in his name. And if you have time, I would ask you to take your Bibles and read Acts 3, 1 through 16, and Acts 4, 5 through 12 as a reference. Now, by definition, power is a combination of the strength and capacity required to execute any great work by the set-apart spirit, a force with many diverse faculties which provide men and women with the ability to do all things through Messiah and in accordance with the Father's will. Now, Philippians 4.13 is revealing, I have strength to do all through Messiah who empowers me. Here's a question. When do you receive the power to do all things in accordance with the Father's will? The answer, when you receive the set-apart spirit, for all power afforded to man comes via the spirit, which bears the name of Yahushua Messiah. John 14, 26 reveals, but the helper, the set-apart spirit, whom the Father shall send in my name, he shall teach you all and remind you of all that I said to you. Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when the set-apart spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. Now, it's impossible to be a witness of Yahushua Messiah and possess no power, for a witness is a testament and an example of the object of their testimony. Thus, how can anyone be an example of the most powerful man to ever live and yet possess no power? It's not possible, for it's like being called to provide a witness testimony to a crime you did not see concerning a defendant you do not know. In like manner, many so-called believers claim to be disciples of a man they have not seen and do not know. Now, here's the next question. When does the individual begin utilizing the powers of the set-apart spirit? The answer, the powers of the spirit are manifested as we walk in obedient faith to the Father's will. However, the full manifestation of our powers occurs at the seventh of the nine levels of transformation. Now, the powers of the set-apart spirit of Elohim are not activated upon reception. Rather, they are activated upon implementation vis-a-vis -vis the fulfillment of the requirements associated with each power faculty. Now, here's my personal guarantee. If you follow our teaching and training, you will unlock and activate all the powers of the set-apart spirit and begin tearing down all the works of the enemy in your life. I can make this guarantee because everyone the Father has chosen to be part of our organization has been dedicated to this work. Therefore, they have also been predestinated to receive this power and to bear good fruit.
Let's talk about dedication as the seventh and final pillar of our beliefs. Now, by definition, dedication is the process in which someone or something has been consecrated for a divine purpose in which they have been perfectly fitted, having been qualified contingent to the fulfillment of certain indisputable requirements. Now, every progressive spiritual model is highlighted by a process of qualification. And the objective of the qualification is not the quality of the actual work of fulfilling a requirement, rather it's the spirit of obedient faith we demonstrate in fulfillment. Now, there is no model of qualification apart from obedient faith. And as salvation is the primary example of qualification, it can only be obtained by those who consistently walk in obedient faith to the Father's will. Now, as the Father is omniscient, he already knows every soul who will be qualified. Their destiny, although in the process of being worked out, is already sealed. For this reason, we are not interested in coercing men and women into a destiny they do not desire by following a path they will never adhere to. This is one of many ways we are different from the conglomerate church. We are not trying to speak to everybody, for we have a clear understanding of, of who our target audience is. Besides this, we are well aware of the hour we are living in with regards to the history of man in the end of this age. On this wise, our ministry is a last call to all who have been called to make their calling and election sure. And they will, or they will follow the teaching and training we have been spiritually licensed by the Father to provide them. Well, in summary, we discussed the seven pillars of our beliefs, growth, and we focus on the mastery pillars and the purpose pillar. That said, let's now discuss what's next. Now, as you can see, we have just completed day four of our feature week, part two, a deep dive into our beliefs. And tomorrow is day five, which will be part one of an even deeper dive into our beliefs. Now, if the spirit is still leading you and you agree with what you heard in today's podcast, I invite you to take the next step and listen to day five of this feature week. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to contact us via our website at www.pinnaclepointers.com, and we will respond to you as soon as we can. Thank you.